everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ace Critical Podcast with your friend and I talk all things gaming. I'm Pharrell, and I am joined by Gabe. Good evening, everybody. Grayson. Hi, I'm actually to your right on my screen, but okay. And Brandon. I don't want to give you a thumbs down. Well, what's yeah. up, everyone? There we go. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you guys are listening or watching right now, you will know that Kelly is not here. She's on vacation. So Kelly, we love you and we hope you have nice. a great time. Um, it's, it's her turn to be gone this time, but I'm back. <laughs> yeah, Brandon was gone last week. Kelly's gone this week. Gabe was gone before that. Soon it's going to be my turn and they're going to host the podcast without me. And I'm gonna I be- guess oh, so. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm literally going to be like watching in the recording as it happens because i can't trust it wow yeah, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding they would probably it. It would, they would probably do a better job without me honestly <laughs> i don't think so but that's anyway oh <laughs> you guys i'll take it as a compliment so yeah he's not here but grayson was wonderful enough to join me so before i start yesterday grayson and i participated in a lovely video game trivia competition i did not lose with zero points is what I will say. Grayson did beat my ass, but in my defense, I didn't know the answer to half those fucking questions because those yeah. questions were hard. And like, were, I, were like hard. even on ch- even on chat, while I was uh, on chat, I was only able to like ask, ask them. It's like, what the hell is this Cheetos game? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd never seen that in my life. But thank you for everyone who came out to watch it. Um, we'll I'll, I'll probably include the link to it in there so you can hear uh, Grayson beat my ass at trivia, which we knew he would, and that's okay because we still love him. Uh, so obviously, the biggest thing that I want to talk about is the um current blizzard activision lawsuit that's going on uh california versus blizzard so first things first um i'd like to do a very uh quick trigger warning for anybody listening to this there's uh some sexual harassment stuff there's a uh, suicide uh race uh, uh, uh um uh, uh racism sexism uh misogyny all that great stuff tied into and by great i mean horrible stuff tied into one so we're going to talk about it just for a little bit um and then we're going to move on. It's probably only going to be about 15, 20 minutes. I'll, I'll make another announcement when it's over for anyone who like wants to just skip through this. But uh, of course, the biggest news piece right now is the lawsuit against Blizzard. So uh, have you guys seen any of um, any of the parts of the lawsuit at all? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I read through the whole thing for the most yeah. part. Okay. So uh, since you guys yeah. are are pretty, you know, knowledgeable on the subject i'm not going to go into too much but i will say that there are some situations that included a and i'm gonna i'm gonna summarize it a little bit i don't actually want to read from it if that's okay with you guys um yeah there are there is a specific situation in which i'm going to pull up right now um there was a harassment lawsuit uh for a defendant that was allowed to fester in their offices a female employee committed suicide while on a company trip due to a sexual relationship that she had been having with her male uh, supervisor uh so we have obviously right out the bat someone who was so uncomfortable and being sexually harassed that she ended up committing suicide on a company trip at blizzard um there was also a report of um African-American women who were treat, who were being treated completely unfairly throughout the entire situation. Um, we also have, I actually don't know that I want to go into this too much. Um, do, yeah, do you no. want to provide links maybe to those who want no, to treat with you? Okay. No. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I will actually do a little bit of this. So it does say, uh, in another example, a female employee who worked for Blizzard was assigned to a lower level, denied equal pay, 
and passed over for a promotion despite multiple factors that suggested she earned it. Uh, highly rated performance reviews, she generated significantly more revenue in her marketing campaign than her male counterpart, and she ran almost twice as many campaigns as her male counterparts. Despite the accomplishments, her male counterpart was invited to have monthly or weekly one-on-one -on -one meetings with the vice president. She was not invited, uh, she was not afforded the same opportunities and unsurprisingly was passed over for a promotion in favor of her male counterpart. Similarly, other female employees at Blizzard Entertainment were assigned to lower level roles, denied equal pay, and further delayed uh, or passed over for promotions in favor of male counterparts who lacked the same experience or qualification, but who were friends with the male head of the unit. A newly promoted male supervisor delegated his responsibilities to his now female subordinate in favor of playing Call of Duty. Other male supervisors would refuse to communicate with female employees, going to their male counterparts for information. Um, that's all I'm going to talk about right now, because I feel like that kind of encompasses a lot of what this this uh, lawsuit is about. But what I want to talk to you guys about is there's a there's a specific situation when things like this happen um, that has to do with a business that allows this type of activity to go on on such a large scale um, on such a large scale, just in general. So my question for you guys is, do you think that this was, and obviously you can tell me however you feel about it, but do you think that this was something that could have been prevented? And if so, how? And also, do you think that this is something that um, is an example of a community fostering or a people fostering the type of community that they make? And by that, to elaborate on that, just so I can explain what I mean. Um, do you think that this is like, you know, Call of Duty? You guys know how toxic Call of Duty is, right? Do you think that that toxicity trickles down from the business portion? Like, do you think that because of the way that this this um, working environment is set up, do you think that could possibly be a cause of why the community is the way it is? Well, when I think about this entire situation, uh, unfortunately, it's it's not. Let me put it this way: it's not an uncommon thing for there to be harassment in a workplace uh, in, a, in such like this. But that being said, the fact that we've heard a report or a lawsuit of this magnitude that it has gotten this far—that, like you use the word "fester"—I think that's very accurate because it's clearly gotten so bad to the point where you know it's become a lawsuit. Like the sad truth is. It always it exists in so many workplaces, but it never gets so quote big that that it was it's like looked upon for, for legal action. The fact that it's unfortunately being noticed now uh, just means just means that it's gotten so bad that to uh, that it can no longer be ignored. Not that it should have ever been ignored in the first place, but clearly it's it's now something that they're paying attention to, and I think it does come from the top in that case because it's a lot this work. This toxic workplace was allowed to continue and be encouraged, so that even this, so that even those who um, wouldn't have dared to step over certain lines felt like they could, because so many people are doing it and just getting away with it, so they can just keep doing this abuse, keep doing this toxic bullshit, and then just not not getting not you know not getting punished for any of it, and it's it's absolutely awful that it's come this way, and. You know, maybe this is naivety talking, but like I'm hoping, I'm just hoping that a light being shined on this this situation with Activision Blizzard, you know, is a is a fucking wake up call to like so many other companies that are that is allowing this to happen, or even 
maybe maybe quote not allowing it to happen but also turning a blind eye to where it is happening if that if that makes any sense you know i was talking earlier to you guys um in our chat because Ubisoft, we were just talking about the situation with Ubisoft um, and Assassin's Creed, and now here we are talking about Blizzard, and I specifically said, for HP Critical, I don't even know if I would like to promote anything happening at those websites, right? Like, I, I, I don't know how I would feel about, you know, encouraging people to check out what Overwatch is doing next or what's happening at World of Warcraft or what's going on with um, Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty, because this do you know how like I I think it is so degrading for someone to talk to you and then for you to just be like I'm not speaking to you because you're a woman go talk to another male so that they can talk to me because I won't talk to you that is that is just so I, I have no words for how horribly disrespectful that is and mm-hmm. and the only thing the only other thing I can think about is like for any stupid ass dude bros like who have shit to talk about, you know, females in gaming, I hope you realize that the women are the ones that are working on these games now because these guys are sitting around drinking and playing Call of Duty. So like your favorite fucking game is being made by females and you want to talk shit about it. Like you you have to realize like the these guys are going to work and doing nothing at all and getting promotions for doing nothing. And all this hard work that's being put into these video games is, are, are coming from women. So like give them the respect that they deserve. I don't want to talk about this anymore. So you guys go ahead. I was going to say even, real, quick, oh. real quick, great, before you go, I was yep. going to say like, I saw a, a Twitter user comment about saying, this is like some stone age tactics where they're having the women do all the real, all the work in this case. And, not getting the credit for it which is another really bad part about it but go on gray it's even crazier because the people that work at these game studios right like this job that job to them most of them is probably like a dream come true you know it's something that they've wanted for such a long time and i think that's why you hear so much about harassment at video game studios because you have people like that and when they get harassed or if something happens to them that's not if, if what they think is not super serious, they're not going to tell anybody. They're not going to go to HR. They're not going to tell their friends. They're not going to tell the media because in fear of them being fired in fear of them being like whatever, kind of like quote unquote blacklisted, I guess, from like getting another game development job because someone could hear, oh yeah, this person that they're, they're going to, you know, they're going to tell on, on people, they're going to tell on you for doing these things. Mm-hmm. And I think you have like that, yeah, that those employees who are just, you just stay quiet and don't want to, mess anything up that want to like risk losing their job because you know they have families and that's their career and you know they have a lot riding on it so it's it's just it's crazy and then you have so many people at the top who are who are you know straight white men you know and when you don't have enough diversity and and in the top of the food chain you know it's like you just don't have different views about things or you just don't know i don't know it just uh <laughs> there can't really be any change until that's changed until there's more people of color hired at these game development studios and more women, especially it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. Like this whole thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so, it's such a situation that I've been in before. Where it's like, Oh my God, you should totally go, you know, write for this place because they need some diversity over there. And I'm just like, okay. So when I go over there and I start writing, you know, diverse topics, who is going to be looking at my work, right? Who's going to be editing this? Who's going to understand what I'm, I'm talking about? Who am I supposed to talk to if there's an uncomfortable situation? Right. And so like for all the, all the um, women who are here, 
I don't know that I would even encourage women to work in like big game studios unless there's something there because sure you get the job but then what happens when you get the job and no one is at the top to protect you this yeah. this is literally what happens and it sucks um I want to, I'm gonna move on a little bit is that okay same subject kind of so um there was a there was a sit in protests on uh world of warcraft today where a bunch of players got on a role-playing server and they they got together and they began protesting blizzard um oh also my my other question do you guys think that a part of um the reason that these these fandoms are so toxic is because the the environment of the company well i think this kind of <clears throat> excuse me this kind of puts the light now that like you know when you get all those people complaining on social media like oh like i don't play this game anymore because it's so toxic i mean like this kind of just shows you like the people that work there just about the, the same, same as the people yeah so, <laughs> so they probably matter. exactly yeah, they probably see these messages you know they'll see the messages between players they'll see someone saying something rude and horrible and they're like yeah oh, it's just the game like you know this game's made to have fun person got mad so all it is so like you kind of just you hear this and you're like okay they actually don't care so yeah these companies they're not really doing much to foster like a safe and caring community like other games do yeah right I, was, about it. Yeah. I was i was even gonna add too um in the case of wow it may for the average player it may not even necessarily have been the toxicity of the upper management of activision blizzard that have fostered toxicity i think that might have just come on its own that being said when the people at top are this way and, and are this toxic and just seem to be just a lackadaisical to the whole situation it allows it to fester and grow in the community and you know for some people who knows that they're, they're, it's it's they're being enabled to and then they'll just keep being worse and worse because they're not being checked yeah i just kept thinking like well obviously this is why they don't give a fuck when you complain you know when you make all these complaints about the you know horribly misogynistic or racist things mm -hmm. and comments that people are saying in these video games of course they don't care because they're doing the same shit when they're making the fucking game so like hello of course they don't give a fuck um mm -hmm. how many of you guys this is totally different topic so anyone who was waiting for that to be over it is now over how many of you guys were able to pre-order the steam deck uh i did not attempt it i was because no. i did it in the first 48 hours are you guys not interested brendan and grayson i'm personally not not really um yeah i mean i heard you i i, I since i wasn't here last week i did hear the podcast last week um it seems interesting enough but i will just uh <laughs> kind of like echo something that i think either you or kelly said that uh that first option the 400 so that's not an option for steam that's if you're only like playing indie games like that's not enough hard drive space or gigabytes to like reasonably download games so you can play in your steam deck oh and also draw i'm gonna agree with you that uh that touchpad is probably gonna be trash because um that they had a steam controller and that and that touchpad was also trash so i don't have much faith in the steam deck one being good i'm just throwing that out there you know they say they learned from it but i was just looking at it <laughs> we'll and see. i was like mm, that does not look like a, a, a fun time at all but <laughs> with that segue brandon you were missing last week can you please if you have anything you want to tell us from last week that you weren't able to now oh sure sure so i that, i just covered all my steam stuff right then and there 
uh, Nicktoons, that Nicktoons games you guys were talking about last week, um, just to give a little extra information, it's being made by the same developers as the game Slap City, which apparently is a really good Smash clone, which I think is the reason why so many people are above this one. Because it was weird that this licensed game was like getting more buzz than other ones, but then people say, oh my god, the developers actually know what they're doing, and they're doing rollback net, roll netcode and then whatever. It's like, that's I why I think what the, what the means has come up. But anyway... Um, Psychonauts 2, I also don't know Psychonauts 2, but I guess if an invincibility mode was their way to make an easy accessibility mode, great, cool, because it, not all games can just do an easy mode, it's not just like a thing you just plug in or just like hit a switch to make it, so if invincibility is their way of making it easy and accessible to everyone, great, cool, again, I don't know Psychonauts 2, that's all I can really say, um, and the last thing I guess from last week is the Persona thing, um, I just want to clarify something that was said like last week, Technically, they didn't say Persona 6 was like one of those announcements, but let's be real, one of them is gonna be Persona 6. So that's like that's like splitting hairs, honestly. I'm excited what the what the what the announcements end up being. There's like you know a lot of them coming up in the next few years. Um, maybe some switch stuff will be coming, like uh older games coming to modern platforms, maybe some other stuff for Persona 5. Yeah, I'm just excited to see what happens. Like, like I really got into Persona with five and I want to see what they do next. There's there's still a lot of possibilities in there. And that's it. That's everything I have to say from last week. We, we may continue with this week. Um, so uh, Gabe has a wonderful article at ahbcritical.com that you guys should check out. We're going to talk a little bit about the subject matter on that one. And it is um, about how eBay confirmed to Kotaku that uh, the listings that were up for the Steam Deck prior to its release uh, violated the pre-sale policy and they were going to be removed. And um, if you guys aren't aware for the Steam Deck, uh, the way that uh, pre-orders worked were that if you had made a purchase for a pre-order, I'm sorry, if you made a purchase on your Steam account before June 20, uh, June 17th, I think, or July 17th, one of those it dates. It was June. June. Okay. So you had to have make, made a purchase before June 17th on your Steam account to be able to pre-order the Steam Deck. Do you guys think that this is a way to be able to um, help stop scalpers from purchasing too many um, uh, consoles in the future? Do you think that this is the beginning of something? Do you think it's a good idea? And um, for anyone who wants to know what Gabe thinks, you can head over to h3critical.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you say that um so they have to have a a steam game you have purchased to have made a steam purchase prior to june 17th to be able to pre-order early okay yeah i mean i think it's a great idea to like i mean it might not like fix the problem but it's definitely like a good step to take um like making sure that the people who actually play steam and play pc games have access to like this console before like these random scalpers do that want to buy like 100 of them you know and then put them on ebay for whatever price mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah I, i'm pretty much gonna echo that like it's a good preventive measure it won't completely solve the problem but I, i'm i'm just i'm just happy that if anyone takes any kind of steps man because we've just been going so long like these scalpers are thriving because there's no steps being taken. So mm-hmm. any step forward is a good one. We can obviously do better, but man, progress is progress, man. I'll, I'll take it. These <laughs> scalpers need to just go somewhere that's not here. <laughs> oh no, go somewhere that's not here. Uh, sorry. <laughs> can I talk about entertainment for a little bit? 
Let's go talk about entertainment. Okie dokie. So the good places Jamila Jamil has officially confirmed her entry into the MCU with a kicking new She-Hulk combat training video Mm. from uh, GameSpot. She's going to be the new She-Hulk. How you guys feeling about that? Awesome. I'm I'm down to see some She-Hulk. She-Hulk is one of the most underrated Marvel characters, and I'm excited to see her in this. Yeah, I'm Uh, super pumped. I'm glad we got a casting because like, you know, we've been hearing, we've been hearing about She-Hulk for so long. Like yeah, we have. I think even before we were getting into Infinity War, everyone was like, oh yeah, you know, She-Hulk's yeah. coming and it's like, where is she? And then finally it's like, here's your member. I'm like, yes. So it's cool to know that, you know, they're finally, the casting is done. We have our She-Hulk. Yeah. Lawyer um, adventures. So more casting news that we got, uh, Leslie Grace, uh, one of the stars from In the Heights has been cast as Batgirl's Batgirl and DC's Batgirl movie for HBO Max. Um, how do you guys feel about that? That's awesome. I, lo- I, lo- I love the performance in In the Heights. Hope she does a good Batgirl. Yeah, I don't. Who did I'm she not really play? She played Nina. Oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not into the DC universe. Like, I, I, just, <laughs> I, just she, I just hope she does good. I just, you know, I hope she does good. I probably I won't watch that. it, to be honest, but I'll, I love that I'll both, watch it in passing. I love that both Grayson and Gabe were like, yeah, sure. Sure. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. like I wish I had more to say about it, but like, I don't know. Like, after I think it was uh, Batman versus Superman, like, I was like, I'm done trying to give, you know, <laughs> DC a chance when it comes to movies. It's not, I think fun that to was watch. that was definitely their low point for sure, though. Uh, yeah. like, I definitely think a lot, uh, a couple of more things that came after that were their low points. Like, no, nothing League. was as bad as that. The, one. Ju- the Suicide- Justice League before the Snyder cut, I heard so much bad. I didn't even know that movie was out, mind you. First of all, like, people were like, Oh, did you watch Justice League? I was like, Isn't that movie coming out like in two years? Like, no, it's been out for like a month. I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't know shit about Justice League. I haven't heard about that. So, I don't know. And then again, I think, wow, I think like, the fact that people were fighting so hard for another director's cut of the movie is, you know, that shows you how bad okay. the original movie. Okay. So one of the reasons that people were fighting so hard for this was also because of what Wes, um, what's his name? Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon. What oh, Josh okay. Whedon did to a lot of the actors and a lot of the stories. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like, oh, this movie's so bad, we need a director's cut. It's like the one black guy in the film had his entire fucking like, backstory eliminated. removed from the eliminated. actual movie. Like, not in the film at all whatsoever. So when you watch that, when you watch the Snyder cut, it's like, holy shit, like, this is a completely different film. Yeah, Cyborg um, has, a, has a character arc, actually, actually. Exactly. Like, so, so it wasn't just that it was, like, that bad. It was that Josh Whedon made these uh, specific decisions, and there was a, uh, I don't even know if it's still going on, but I know that there was a battle between Josh Whedon and uh, the actor whose name I can't remember right now about no but also oh. her she was also one of the people that was talking about uh, her experience on working on the film so and all of them were talking about their bad experiences working on this film so it wasn't just the film itself it was actually Josh Whedon and his decision making uh, choices that were causing people to understand that this movie was not the movie that was meant to be um, uh, published or put out um, and even even Zack Snyder himself had i believe mentioned that this was not the movie that he intended to make so yeah um uh, but i mean 
that also kind of just plays into how bad the movie was so that is all not even what i wanted to talk about about this so uh, (laughs) at all denny the villain on twitter said while this casting speaking of leslie grace he said while this casting is cool i'm noticing a pattern of usually somewhat racially ambiguous light-skinned women being cast as traditionally white characters from comics and gaming and i hope more projects consider dark-skinned women for these roles so I'm not going to go into this. Anyone who's actually talked to me already knows that I love In the Heights, but you also probably already know how I feel about the casting for In the Heights, especially for Mm -hmm. the lead roles. I'm not going to go into that conversation. Um, But what do you guys think about that tweet? Do you think that there's some merit to it? Do you think that it's not necessarily true? Like, how do you feel about it? If you'd like to answer, you don't have to. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, I guess recently we have seen that happen, but I'm just happy we're getting any POCs at all, to be honest, in these roles. So, I mean... I'm kind of yeah. feeling the same. By the way, uh, like, like this just reminded me. Has anyone watched like Batwoman, the CW show? No. There's a Batwoman show. There is. It's, it's season two. <laughs> a just CW ended a few stuff. weeks ago. What the fuck? <laughs> I actually quite like it. Um, it is something I kind of, that I thought like uh, that I thought was pretty cool. Like season one, the main character was played by uh, Ruby Rose. Obviously, there's a woman, but she's a white woman. But then, you know, she left the show at the end of season one. And they then replaced her with that gorgeous two, black woman. Hell yeah, she is. And yeah, she was, became the new black one, uh, Batwoman. Oh, <laughs> the cool. new black woman. <laughs> you going to say Black Widow? <laughs> I was not going to say Black Widow. I was going to say Black Widow. I was like, damn it, that's not what I would say. <laughs> Uh, so I actually disagree oh. with both of you. I don't think it's enough because um, it goes back to that article that was written at Kotaku about, um, I can't remember the exact title, but the one that said that your white woman is no longer progressive. I 100% That was literally that the article. title. Oh, that was, was it? Yeah. That was the title word for well, word. There you go. And that is yeah, how yeah. I feel about this. So I, I don't think that this is enough anymore. I think that mm-hmm. it's time to push boundaries when it comes to these situations because I think that that tweet is 100% solid. All of these characters are racially ambiguous, um, can pass for white women most of the time. Um, and then they'll say, oh yeah, no, we got this you know, Hispanic woman, even though she can pass as white, but no, she's totally Hispanic, so we're going to check that box off. Um, but I also think that uh, you should not... I'm actually not even going to go into this conversation. I'm gonna wait, 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 wait. I'll say something really quick. I think it's time to just start making new characters for these That's people. what I was going to say. It's, you know, because one, you're not going to please, not like you're not going to please, but you're going to get those, you know, those a-holes that as soon as you, you know, change the skin tone of a character that's well-known, everyone's like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. So just make a new character. First of all, make a new character just, you know, so it fits, not that it fits. So it's, so you can create your own background for them. I'm sorry, Drew. I said that really wrong. But, you know, create a new character that has their own original background. Like, we've already heard the stories of Batgirl. We've already heard the stories of, um, oh, yeah, because now they've been, you know, they've been talking about making the next Superman black. And we've already heard Superman's story a thousand different ways. You know, start making new characters and, you know, just make them black, make them people of color, you know. It's okay to create new comic heroes and stuff. Can I ask you a question? I'm very scared of what the question is, but yes. (laughs) I was just going to ask who is supposed to make these characters. Exactly. Which is a whole other dilemma within the entertainment industry. You don't get people to talk. Are they supposed to now make POC characters? 
no, that's what I was about to explain is that that's one of the whole big problems of the entertainment industry is you don't have black people or POC color, POC colors, POC people at the top. You know, they're not given the opportunity to get up there. So I don't know. I guess maybe we do have to bully the white guys a little bit until they start. You're like, oh, we might as well, you know, just let everyone else's creativity start coming in. I'm telling you, I'm not. It's. This is a little off topic, but I'm not saying it works, but I've seen bullying work. So if we start oh bullying these people, you know, Oh my God. Oh my God. This has serious, <laughs> give me your lunch like, money vibes. All just need to start uh, bullying all the white guys to make No, no just go, just go if, for if, one of these game studios, find the white guys. If you're going to bully like, the white people the top <laughs> to give you, you know, to get black people and POC uh, people to get more opportunities, it has to be led by white people. Okay, because what happens every time a black person has to complain about not being represented? A finger goes into their face. So how do you think they're going to bully any white people? So you're right. No, no, I'm saying the white people people have to lead it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. I am agreeing with you. I just think that there's a, the reason I wasn't going to say all of this is because I think there's a really big cycle here, which is like, yeah, sure ask them to make more uh, characters of color, right? But they don't have to, it's not their job. In which case then you're saying, okay, well, POC, if you'd like uh, characters, you gotta go make your own. Which like, okay, sure, let me just get up and become a fucking uh, like Marvel person right now and start making my own, like it doesn't work that way. So it's a very um, interesting cycle that I didn't wanna talk about. So I'm gonna move on again with, I don't know, I'm I'm moving away from entertainment, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, I don't even pay attention to the entertainment industry. Okay, so Valve says that the Steam Deck is built to avoid stick drift. Nice. No? <laughs> I, I was hoping cool. that would be a. It, 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 it just seemed that 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 entire headline just feels like Steam was just hitting like some very. I mean, sorry, Valve was hitting some like low hanging fruit. And yeah. It's like oh, the, oh, people are making the switch comparison. Hey, by the way, it doesn't drift. Mic drop. The, uh, just <laughs> like yeah, that, I mean, like like that entire headline just felt like the valve just like there's just a patting themselves in the back like who got him yeah it's like something we would expect i'm like well yeah it shouldn't have uh, drift so you don't just have to like, like uh, is this but, is this supposed to be a big deal like yeah Nintendo, like Nintendo so it, messed up with their joy cons it doesn't that's just that that doesn't mean you just get like whoop, yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> but at the same time i also like it's it's okay you know what it's like it's like when um remember back when the xbox one and the playstation 4 first got revealed and the xbox one had that whole drm thing where you couldn't share your games and then playstation yeah. did that video is like how to share games thanks mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> now see know- that at least had character to it because that was like a cute little 30 second video where they just like this is just like headline yeah. that they thought was going to have the same effect even though they didn't do any of the charming stuff it's so, so it's just interesting like- that you brought that up because you know it's been it's the opposite now it is. That's so funny. Yeah. I never connected the fact that PlayStation did it and now Xbox is like, we can do that too. That's crazy. They were like, fuck you guys, like years later. Holy shit. Yeah. Karma. I love I love that. <laughs> like, like I love how the tide serves. It's just it's just hilarious. It's like poetry rhymes. This article uh, is from Kotaku.com. That was the title of the article. Um, they mentioned that they used high quality uh, components to ensure that drift is not a factor in there, uh, or at least to reliable. It says um, we picked high quality and reliable parts to avoid the risk of stick drift becoming a problem with Steam Deck devices. And they also mentioned that they've done a lot of testing beforehand. There's a comment right on this this uh, article that says uh, you cannot avoid drift. It'll happen eventually. Um, 
do you think that this is just like do you think that their testing was enough do you think this is like a foolproof thing do you think using higher quality stuff is going to make sure that your stuff doesn't drift or do you think it's inevitable and this is just a uh, safe face before their product comes out how you feeling um, i think i've said it before but the nintendo switch was the first ever console that i ever experienced any type of <clears throat> any type of stick drift so to say that it's inedible i don't think that's 100 percent true because like I, when I play games and there's an analog stick, I am very aggressive on that analog stick. Like, I don't know what it is. I can't lightly move the analog stick. I have to like, all the way, like no matter what game I'm playing. And I did that on the N64. (laughs) I did that on the GameCube, the PS2 controller. It was just, that's all it was. And it, I never had a stick tripped problem. Yeah, that's a a very good point because... Even the N64 with Mario Party 1 with the damn rotating games, the sticks wouldn't drift. Like, if you if you played enough, they would break if you played that enough. But they never drifted. My N64 stick never drifted once. Yeah, mine's never broke either. Like, I've never, I've never had a stick drift problem or any type of analog stick problem until Nintendo Switch. Like, even my 3DS, which I played Smash Bros. on, and... I think I've explained on this podcast before how aggressive I am on Smash Bros. Again, like I am, that analog stick is being beaten to death. And I didn't, <laughs> Drill, stop I can't, I can't, I can't believe that you played so aggressively in 3DS and your circle pad never broke. There are some and, people. And it works perfectly fine too. Like, yeah, that's no, crazy. Like, I don't have to like. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. So I, I genuinely think the whole, I, I think Nintendo just somehow, it, the stick drift was so bad it just leads people to believe now that stick well also the ps5 i believe was having stick drift problems okay yeah that's much. what i was gonna say yeah, yeah. which is like, definitely not the only but, but they were but they were made by the same company right the yes. ps5 control but, but even prior to just because it didn't happen to you doesn't mean that this hasn't happened before like it definitely well, yeah. has happened in the past so like it's not just a nintendo switch or current generation issue oh. also oh my god so many jokes that i'm not gonna say about everything you just said Gabe. yeah you gotta I be really jamming that stick drift, man I, jamming you know, that stick. and then it's just gonna go right into why you um did, did you did anyone else have anything to say about that i think i'm pretty good yeah, what we were talking about all right, well then I'm gonna move on. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I'm gonna move on. So there's an there's a there's an, another article at Kotaku since you know I'm talking about Kotaku so much they're never gonna hire me. Um, there's another article at Kotaku that's titled "2K Very Quietly Launches New XCOM Game That Looks Like Shit." So there's been a lot of discourse about the title <laughs> of this article. Um, I, I just want to know your thoughts on the title of the article. Okay, honestly, I think, hold on. <laughs> okay. As, uh, go ahead. Well, while I think the title of the article might be kind of like, what's the word? I don't know, like a little rude. I think the, con- I read the article, like I read Kotaku like every day. So I read it before it, people even got like butthurt about it. But um, I think the content of the article was fine. It was someone making an opinion about a game that they played. It's a fee, you know, it's, it's an opinion piece uh some people might have said it was like rushed like you should not have been quick to judge it but you know that was early impressions and if you read the piece that's what it was and i think it's okay to like critique a game because as journalists that's what we do but i guess having that title what did it say it was it looks like ass what is it shit it looks like shit shit. (laughs) yeah that is just kind of like okay you don't have to say it looks like shit you just said hey this game doesn't look good this game looks like 
you know, not great or mediocre. You know, I, I just think that's my only issue with it. It's the title itself, but I think the contents of the article itself is fine. Yeah, I was going to agree with it as well, because um, based on what I've seen, yeah, the actual content of the article, you know, just to, just in general, like we're, we're, we're all journalists here. We all have our own opinions about the games, you know, positive or negative. We have to speak with our truth based on what we see. Right. I just I also feel that the title was just like it's not misleading. Certainly, that's definitely not its issue. It's just the fact that, um, you know, Kota- I've seen a few people talk about this themselves, and I kind of agree with it, that Kotaku was like striving to be have like, you know, less toxic environments and what and whatnot. And I'm not saying that's necessarily what's happening here. But like the fact that just the first statement is just like just like ripping on 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 game devs just saying, yeah, you're getting a shit. Now read our article. It's just like, it's a, it's it's not a good look. It's not a good look. It paints a negative impression before you even read it. It's like it's getting clicks for the wrong reasons, in my opinion. So I heard the game actually does look like shit. Like, uh, look, that's all. Look, I'm not saying it don't. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I, mean, I heard that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, no. Like, I, like I'm like to be to reiterate and be perfect clear. Everything that the article actually said is perfectly fine. It's uh, it was I would even go as far as to say it was pretty well written. I'm just not a fan of that title. That's I think people are right to be outraged about the title. Is all I'm saying. Well, I don't necessarily agree with y'all, and I know that's gonna sound really horrible. Um, but no. I I, I kind of take the the stance that Grayson explained, which is like it's a feature piece, right? I don't think okay. I don't think it's okay, you know, to, to shit on devs, but yes. um, I also don't know that, and this might be just me being uh, super thick-skinned or naive, but I also don't know that if I made a game and Kotaku wrote that my game looked like shit, like, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm probably just going to be like, fuck the guys at Kotaku <laughs> and then <laughs> send my game over to someone else to, 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 you know, review or work on it from there. I think... A lot of people got mad for these developers. It's 2K, right? Yeah. Yeah. 2K is not like a small developing, like they are fine. Yeah. Like they're not gonna like <laughs> yeah. they're not gonna go cry in a corner because this title said that, right? I think that um I I I really don't think it is as bad as people were making it out to be. It's like okay, 2K quiet very quietly launches new XCOM game that looks like shit okay they probably did like that's like okay and you know what i also can't talk shit about it because i've come on this podcast and talked shit about games that i also think look like shit right i've published articles from our writers that say this game looks like shit like we've had shit in the title um and i think it took one person to be offended by the title and then more people to jump on the bandwagon i don't think that this is i don't think this is an individual attack against a person right i think that's very different than saying because i could write an article right now that says um i played uh, uh legend of zelda and that game's like why shit. why you can't use any other example as man soon, as, soon as, 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 started, as soon as Dre started struggling for it, i was like yeah, yeah i was like he's gonna, gonna say, say legend zelda. of zelda he's it's because i saw his game Brandon's right there hat. it's because i saw brendan's hat actually and it was Zelda. So okay. I could write an article and say, well, I think this last, my title's going to be, what's this last game? Skyward Sword. Sword. Skyward Sword oh. looks like shit. Here's why. And then I go into a feature about why Skyward Sword looks like shit. Should I be lambasted? Because I think the game looks like shit. Yeah. And you're not, it's not like you're attacking developers. You know, you're, you're making a critique, like you were saying, you're, 
you're, you might be attacking the game, but it's not like that's such a big problem. You're just critiquing it. You're like, you have problems with it and you want to let people know. And I think that's what, that's how we make, that's how developers are making, they make better and better games because they're learning, Hey, people don't like when we do this, this, and this, it just helps everyone. You know, you're not like saying, Oh, this developer, you know, Joe, Joe, John, you know, he sucks at making games. Like, no, we're not saying that we're saying, Hey, this game feels like shit. It looks like shit. The characters are shit or whatever it is. And that's, Okay. You know, that is a, a critique of it, you know. But that just but that just brings up a point for, to my end. So um, I'm all about critique because you're absolutely right. Critiquing is what makes games better. It's what makes individuals better. However, there has when, when you're when you're critiquing someone, I, I can tell you from personal experience and like non-personal experience that a person, an individual is a lot less likely to take critique if you're if you're if you're not tactful about it. Like if you lead off with an insult that you look like shit. Well, then you're just going to, I don't give a fuck what you have to say then. If your title <laughs> says, if your title says, the game looks like shit, it's like, well, then I don't give a fuck what you have to say. Oh my God, he said like, it's just like, so intimidating, the rest man. of your writing could be immaculate, could have actual advice or whatever and how to make your game look better. But if I'm reading this, like I'm 2K, like I'm not even crying. Like I'm, I'm 2K, I'm like, oh God, well, fuck this, these guys then. I'm just going to do whatever like i'm just they're not even going to read the article because they didn't because that's what they led with and i actually feel like that's fair right Mm -hmm. i think that that's completely fair but i don't think that the author should be lambasted for their decision and that is because and i I actually and i actually coming around to your point of thinking on that because yeah you're right i'm just saying that from this perspective of like improvement they're not just they're just not going to listen if that's the case you make the conscious decision to title your article like this you know what it's going to lead to it's going to lead to views and like if we're being honest everybody needs the clicks because we're all trying to get paid for the job that we're doing and if you know that uh, titling this article with something that you believe i don't think that that's necessarily wrong and i feel like a lot of people have just been like oh my god this is horrible blah 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 now you just will have to i think you're just gonna have to accept the consequences for whatever you write um Mm -hmm. and as long as you can do that then that's that's fair game we had an article about death stranding i thought death stranding was going to look great somebody wrote that it was going to look like shit and i'm sure that was in the title and i spoke to them before and i was like are you sure you want to publish this like this is these are the possible ramifications of what you're writing and they were like yeah this is what i believe and i was like okay it's your opinion it's your feature people can talk to you about it if they want people are going to read the title some people are going to be turned off by it because they're going to think it's uh unprofessional and unacceptable and i feel like yeah sure you can go into the realm of what is professional to publish and what's not professional to publish um especially for a site like kotaku which i do feel like there is a fair criticism when you say like I think it is a fair criticism when you when you think about it coming from Kotaku, uh, based on what you said earlier, Brandon, because that that article that I was talking about earlier from Kotaku was an article um, that I thought was very prevalent, which is, you know, your white women are not as diverse as you think they are. That is coming. That's the same website that's publishing a title that's like you're this two this new 2K game looks like shit. Right. So everyone is there's so many people involved in this and I I just thought that it was such an overreaction I thought it wasn't great let me clarify I don't think it's great to say that your game looks like shit that's just not nice right like I agree Mm -hmm. with the fact that that's not nice I don't think that I would personally write and title my article like this game looks like shit unless I'm specifically going for clicks and I know people that do that right so if I was like hey I need some clicks for HP critical let me write this and say wow this new zelda game is trash i don't know why anyone likes it and then my title is going to be why is this zelda game trash come read and then you know 
people are going to lambast me, but I'm getting paid either way. Uh, I just think it was so ridiculous. Like, I don't even yeah. think the title was that horrible. It's, I think it's so different than being like, this specific developer is trash for making this game versus this game looks like shit. How many yeah. YouTube videos are titled that way, right? Like, how many, yeah. how many do we watch all the time where people are just lambasting on something because they think it's trash? Like, it may not say shit in the title, but, like, people do it. Um, I just, whatever. Gabe, did you want to talk about this? Yeah, I do. So, I love the title. And I feel like I anyone who's listened would. to this podcast is expecting an answer. And the second thing is we keep talking about, you know, the developers and the critique. If this had been a smaller company, you know, a smaller dev team, I would understand. But it's 2K. 2K, you know, for anyone unfamiliar, they make NBA 2K and some other couple of games I can't remember right now because I actually don't like 2K. I was uh, just going to say that. I was like, I don't even think you like 2K. Yeah, which is, which again, if knowing that, now you kind of know where I'm going in this direction. If you're 2K and someone says your game looks like shit, I don't think there's any room for you to be like boohoo because you're known for graphics if any you know your games may suck ass your games may be clunky and clacky and you know especially the nba games maybe some of the worst um what is it called it's not game direction um the controls whatever the gameplay itself might be all weird and shit but you know the graphics themselves are always very good looking so I, I don't know. I agree with, I, I, I like the title, like the way the title was written because it's letting you know, you know, 2K just stealth dropped the game and it looks like shit, which tells me as a reader, like, yeah, I'm going to click on it, but also tells me as a reader, like, well, maybe this is why 2K stealth dropped the game because they know it looks like shit, but they wanted to bring it out anyway. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, again, I love the title. Um, I do agree with some of the points made about, you know, <laughs> Drell saying, you know, the title definitely brings in clicks. Brandon saying the title may be a little too harsh. Um, I think the title was like, if, okay, if the title had said uh, 2K just stealth dropped the worst game in a couple of decades and it looks like fucking shit, then yeah, I would have been like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. But you know, they okay, said what they said. Question. It's a feature opinion. What's yeah. the difference between the current title and the title that you just said, except for Takeoff, it looks like fucking shit part? 2K what? just stealth dropped th- okay. the worst game in a while. Is that more acceptable for you guys? Are you asking me or asking them? I'm asking all of you. I um, feel like professionally, yeah, it's worded better than, again, having a profane word <laughs> in your title. But, like... Yeah, it's a more boring title. Yeah. I probably wouldn't yeah. click on that. Like, you know how many games, you know how many games <laughs> I think are the worst game made in a while? Like... But I don't know, to me, like, the fact that they said, you know, they worded the title the way they did. One, you know, like, you know, you guys keep saying it's obviously a feature piece. But you also get to feel how strongly that person feels about the game and how it looks. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times we want to, you know, people tell you, like, when you're a creator, when you're a writer and all that stuff, like, you know, stick true to yourself but then they want you to write a certain way. And it's like, so you want me to stick true to myself if you want me not to? And I feel like, you know, the writer was like, hey, this is how I feel about this game. And I'm going to say it exactly how I feel. Yeah, you know, it's like, are you going to go colloquial with this? Like, are you talking to someone that you know and you want to write as if you're speaking to that person and you want to let them know? Yeah, because I would totally text Grayson and be like, bro, I just play this game, it's like shit. But am I going <laughs> to like 
am I gonna write an article and be like, oh fuck, I just played this game and it looks like shit. And that's my first sentence. And I'm like, mm, I, I personally <laughs> would not write an article like that. That's, that's what I like about Kotaku. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about Kotaku, where they just have, you know, these writers have their, blo- their, their little blogs and they just kind of write whatever yeah. they're playing about. Like, I, I, I see a headline and a title and I'm, or a picture and I know, I kind of get an idea who probably wrote it. Like, oh, this is Ash. This is uh, Nathan Grayson. These are these like journalists that I'm like, I look up to and they write the coolest shit. Like, like they'll have like titles like, oh, this game's uh, character creators is ass, you know, and I love stuff like that. Like, and they go into detail about why it's bad and because like it doesn't have, you know, enough uh, darker skin tones, whatever it may be. And it's just like, I, I just love that they're not afraid to publish whatever they have to say but of course they get in trouble a lot from like twitter for no reason well sometimes they have a good reason but for this article i was like you really all of you are getting mad for no reason like it's just a stupid fucking XCOM mobile game like that nobody knew about until the article got published exactly so 2k (laughs) should be saying thank you because now this self-dropped trash everyone's talking about it uh because of this title so you know it all depends on how it um how it comes out so Speaking of, let's stick on Kotaku. There's another article that's titled Nintendo says Switch OLED profit story is incorrect by Luke Plunkett. Uh, And this article specifically talks about how Nintendo usually doesn't say anything to the effect of what's going on internally. But for once they did. And I want to know, since you guys are Nintendo people, what you think this means. So uh, here's a quote here. A news report on July 15, 2021 claimed that the profit margin of the Nintendo Switch OLED model would increase compared to the Nintendo Switch. To ensure correct understanding among our investors and customers, we want to make clear that that claim is correct. That is officially from Nintendo. That was Nintendo's official response. Now, like I mentioned, when these things happen, Nintendo usually does not mention anything about like rumors, et cetera, unless it's a big deal. And so here's another quote from this article. It says, um, and this is from when Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa um, had rumors in 2019 of the Switch hardware. He said, while we are aware that there has been coverage to that effect, we cannot comment in regards to speculation and rumors about new hardware or software. It would spoil the surprise for consumers and is against the interest of our shareholders. So we are withholding any discussion. Now, you guys are Nintendo peeps, right? This is uh, a situation where Nintendo hardly ever mentions anything about rumors. Uh, That was from 2019. It's now 2021. They're talking specifically about these profit margins for the uh, Switch OLED model. Why do you think they're going in on this specific situation? If you Mm -hmm. had to guess. Well, that's tough to say, given the current circumstances, because like you said, they don't really comment on rumors, but... I've noticed that Nintendo, when it comes to decisions that uh, either when Nintendo is like, you know, on the quote losing side, like during the Wii, during the Wii U era, and uh, they were <laughs> very Ooh, open about sorry. stuff. That was, what's up? One more thing. I'm so sorry. Yeah. One more thing that I forgot. This is another quote. It says, we also want to clarify that we just announced that the Nintendo Switch OLED model will launch in October 2021 and have no plans for launching any other model at this time. Mm, Speaking of yeah. pro yeah. model stuff. Sorry, continue. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, concerning the the um like whenever Nintendo's like kind of like on the losing side, they have to make sure that and this is this is not true of just Nintendo, just like true of any company. Like for example, do y- y'all remember that last D23 where Disney just announced a shit ton of stuff for like Disney Plus or whatever? The reason they had to do that was because they were on they were they were hurting from the pandemic. So they had to make sure that their stockholders were still going to stay with them. And so they announced way more stuff than they ordinarily would have. It's similar with Nintendo now where 
the OLED model, a lot of people are excited about it. But of course, there's a lot of people that aren't feeling really feeling it either because, you know, ostensibly, it really only helps for the most part if you're playing handheld, excluding the uh, land port and whatnot. So, you know, they have to get in front of that to make sure that people understand what the OLED is, like uh, why they think it's a good idea. And, you know, uh, you know, in a weird roundabout way, they are still quashing the rumors because they're like, oh, we don't have any plans for Switch Pro. That may or may not be true. It's probably not true. But they can't reveal that now. So they're just going to have to not say that there's no plans for it, even if there actually are. Um, there's a there's a there's a story I hear quoted very often where <laughs> back in during the DS era, the people were hearing about rumors about a DS, a next DS after the light, and was like, Hey Nintendo, is there a new DS coming out the DS light? And they were like, No. 24 hours of the DSi was announced officially. So Nintendo is just not going to tell people things when it's not ready, even if it means they're just not going to tell the truth. So that's all I'm really taking out of it, honestly. Um, I feel like Nintendo is just getting really tired of rumors and speculations that have yeah. to do with them. Because, especially this last year, and you know what? I'll throw my hands up. I am very guilty of this i like you know i was fed into the whole zelda anniversary thing you know so i, I was there with my you know room like i was like oh yeah they're definitely gonna announce the switch pro but then you know they're gonna show off the zelda games on it to you know show you how good it looks um but i think it's like I, maybe nintendo feels like all these rumors and all these speculations like it just makes fans expect something that's not, you know, it's not coming right away. And it's like Brandon said, you know, what they might be saying isn't true. Like, I, I generally feel because, you know, they did say they expect the Switch lifespan to be about 10 years. I definitely feel like, you know, in those 10 years, there will be, you know, a very noticeable upgraded Switch, you know, model. But, you know, like they said, there's no plans on it now. And I think the reason they say, you know, this isn't true or there's no plans on it is because they've learned over the past couple of years of projects that have said like, Oh, you know, we're working on it. It's coming. And then all of a sudden they start hitting hiccups and it just keeps getting delayed. So I don't think they really want to put out there like, Hey, we're going to have this ready by so-and-so or in the next couple of years, it's like, we're not going to say anything because we don't want to put you guys hopes up high. And then we have to delay it or something. And all of a sudden you guys are getting mad at us because what you want is being delayed. So I just, I generally think it's a whole thing of they're tired of rumors and they're tired of people speaking out on their behalf. So <clears throat> speaking of things being delayed or things that people want that they haven't necessarily gotten. Cyberpunk. <clears throat> <I'm kidding. laughs> I was not talking about cyberpunk. Oh my God. I refuse to talk about cyberpunk ever again on this podcast. Um, IGN has an article titled Square Enix says the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters could come to other platforms beside PC and mobile if there's enough demand. Um, <laughs> so, oh my God. so what, what, like, what does that mean? Like, how do you, like, when you guys hear that, what do you think? And it's, it's crazy to me because all people wanted was this not on mobile so the fact that you want like what more could you want like people have all been saying give us this we think we're getting it and they're like just kidding but you know show us that you really want it like what more can we do square give us our give you our fucking souls like come on <laughs> whoever I'm, whoever I'm, go ahead, go ahead Gary, go you ahead. first Okay, okay. Whoever the community manager or whoever is for Square Enix must not be telling these people what's what happening. <laughs> because <laughs> since, no what's, since day one, since that trailer showed, like, it's all that people have wanted. Like, everyone, 
like everyone was like disappointed in that like the fact that it's only coming to mobile of course there's demand for that like it's a final fantasy game just like a, it's they're a gonna collection. sell like it's a remaster it's, it's what people not been it's for. not a random random like niche game that came out in japan in 1990s you know what i mean it's like final fantasy games that everyone fucking loves it doesn't make any sense uh, so- i don't know what we have to do to show them can I ask you, how do you feel when developers say that they want you to prove demand for something before they do it? Uh, I mean, I think it's okay for smaller scale things that projects that they're not sure are going to be successful or not. Um, but I think most of the time it's like a load of crap. I feel like they're going to do it anyways, regardless of like what the fan base says about it. Um, I don't know. Uh, Brandon? Yeah, so I'm going to channel my inner Gabe here real quick and say Square Enix is full of shit. And so is Bandai Namco. I'm throwing them into this hat too because they both they both constantly do this shit and then and, and, and then think we're not going to get, take notice. Okay. Square knows that they people want this on consoles. They're full of, they're, there is no fucking way that they knew that this would not do well. Final Fantasy 1 through 6 are console games. Do they I I refuse to believe that they don't realize that people would also want to play these games on consoles like they were originally released on. And I'm you know, I'm thinking specifically about the Saga remakes and the Mana remakes. How well those are doing on, on console platforms and you're telling me that they don't think the Final Fantasy games 1 through 6 would not do well on fucking consoles? Nah, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. What they want is the same thing that Bandai Namco wants is they want people to be like, ah, it's only on Steam Mobile. I guess, I guess we'll buy on Steam Mobile. And then a few months later, they'll be like, it's coming to Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox. Like, damn it. Now I got to buy it there because that's where I really wanted it. This whole, uh, if there's demand, means buy it on our other consoles, aside from the ones you actually want it on. And then we'll give it to you on the console you actually wanted on. And I'm not doing it anymore. I refuse. <laughs> I am not purchasing these games until it comes on oh the my console. God. I'm sick of this, man. Like I, I, I've done this, this too many not times. Not anymore, damn it. No more. No more. No. Nah, I want to play one through six. I do, but I ain't doing it. I ain't. I ain't. I am not. They are not going to. I am not biting that bait. They're just. Gonna, I'm just going to let that sit there. When they get the, the when most? they put the tuna there, then I'll buy it and they can reel me in. This that'll, is the most I've heard Brandon drop f bombs ever. No, like, he has jungle juice. I'm tired of this nonsense. Of he was gone last like, week, and this week he's like, "No, fuck everything." Turned up. Like, he got double the Brandon. Oh my god, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just really tired of their nonsense, man. Because they, they, this, they, they, it's the most non, it's the most nonsense I've heard in like a game studio saying like, if there's nothing, you, the internet. Is the should have given you that demand, even oh if even God. if there was a chance that they didn't know, you can't come to me and see their post E3 reaction and tell me we don't know if people want this. It's just like no, you're you're you would actually be blind if if you if you no, I don't believe it. It's it's too it's too unbelievable. I don't believe it. It's a it's a marketing ploy that I'm not falling for, and I hope a lot of people will not. So speaking of things that people uh, want and uh, would like to believe are happening, uh, Retro Specialist Digital Eclipse asks fans what it should make next, and they have a lot of ideas. Uh, and the tagline here says, I could go for an OutRun remaster right about now, or maybe Tapper. And this is from IGN.com, written by Joseph Knopp. Digital Eclipse is a studio behind remasters of retro games like the Disney Afternoon Collection, The Lion King, Aladdin, Blizzard Arcade Collection, 
and more is asking fans what games they'd like to see remastered next. What games would you like to see remastered next, guys? I, I don't even know the studio, if I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> Neither. I don't know. I'm so glad like, I wasn't the first one to say it. Like, I had no clue they were doing like, they did all of like, those. Do, do they make Outrun? Is that a game that they make? I don't know what that even is. Then cool. Yeah, go ahead and make some Outrun. I've never played Outrun, but cool. Go for it. I feel like I'm uh, back wait, hey, on I, look, look, but, but serious question. Serious question. <laughs> are, these, are these guys like, do these, have these guys have like a record or are they just kind of like a, you know, remake studio that they're just like taking old classic franchise to remake them. I guess what I'm asking is, do they have franchises that they own that they would remake or are they just, is anything on the table? Cause they could just remake anything. <clears throat> what I can tell you is that since no one knows I'm going to move on uh, because we're Damn. running out of time, if that's okay. <laughs> okay I, I, I guess <laughs> so. Hey guys, make the outrun, I guess it could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's really cool. Some of the comments though, some of the comments have things like you tiny tune adventures and a bunch of like other old school titles that they'd like to see. Okay. Done. Um, so I guess, yeah, make that. Um, also the, the uh, so another thing that, that you know, came from the past is uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Digital Next. There was a whole presentation. Um, they, right. they showed off a mobile game and they showed off a brand new Yu-Gi-Oh! game. Uh, Brandon, I know you love Yu-Gi-Oh! So please, <laughs> succinctly, because we're running out of time. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make, I'll make, I'll make this think. quick. Um, and real quick, this was brought to, to my attention by my good friend Robert. Shout out, Robert. Um, that, yeah, they I just literally posted this... it. <laughs> I literally I know you posted did, about but, it. But I know you did. But first so why you say thank you, Jabril? I care well, about you, too. Man. Oh my Listen, god! I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead. I'm trying to give us a sink, man. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm just surprised that they stealth dropped this whole ass Yukio direct for like video games stuff like that. The fact that they have this much in plan is like crazy. It, it wasn't. I mean, there was like updates for the uh, Dual Links mobile game. That's great if you're you're still playing that. I I don't anymore. Um, there's a new Yukio mobile game called Cross Duel, which is like four player duels. I don't know what that's going to be like. Um, that's that's going to be coming to mobile. Um, there's a new Yukio game based on the current Yukio 7s anime. I haven't watched it, but it seems to be using that duel style. Cool, I guess I'll give it a try. But the main one that they were talking about was Yukio Master Duel, which is coming on literally everything like PS4, PS5, Xbox, all the all the Xboxes that they're supporting, Switch, PC, mobile. Steam, all that, literally everything. And literally, it's not based on the anime like Legacy of the Duelist was. It's literally just the card game. And it seems going forward, they want that to be like their main vehicle of like uh, digital Yu-Gi-Oh! Like that's literally the one they're going to be using for like tournaments. Like obviously the physical card game will still be in play. But for those who want to play uh, digitally, that's going to be the option. So they're trying to make that one as uh, very as good as possible and as faithful to the card game as possible. They even said that for like, like the PS5 and the Series X slash S that are even going to have 4K resolution, which is like, I've never seen a Yu-Gi-Oh game put this much stock in like looking good as it's just, just like playing the card game. That's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely interesting because I anyone who knows me knows I put an absurd amount of hours in Legacy of the Duelist. Um, I don't I don't play the physical Yu-Gi-Oh card game anymore. It's just not for me, but I do still enjoy playing these uh, sense. digital Yu-Gi-Oh card games because you can just get all these cards without spending more than what you're paying for the game. And I think that's really cool. So yeah, I'll be giving Master Duel a look. Maybe the the uh, the the Sevens game as well. I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of the art style Sevens, but that's neither here nor there. Master Duel looks really cool though. If you're a Yu-Gi-Oh fan or have been, I think these games might be enjoyable to you. But I'm done. I don't. Uh, one last thing <laughs> that I want to talk about. Sorry, um, I'm getting a phone call. 
Okay, okay. Uh, so, well, the last thing I want to talk about is Pokemon Unite. I think three out of the four of us have tried it. Gabe, I'm not sure if you've been able to try it yet. No, it's downloaded, though. Okay, so I want to talk about Pokemon Unite because guess what? There's an article yeah. at TechRaptor.net that says Pokemon Unite microtransactions are pay-to-win, and we don't like that. So I want to talk a little bit about pay-to-win transactions in Pokemon. I read this article, and the first thing I thought was, like, who cares? It's Pokemon. Like, we're just going to have fun. I don't really care if people do pay-to-win stuff. Then I decided maybe it's a serious thing, and I want to talk to you guys about it because I know that you guys are really enjoying the game so far, at least from what you've told me. So let's talk a little bit about Pokemon Unite and microtransactions. Uh, so there are three types of currency. Well, first of all, Pokemon Unite is a new game uh, developed by uh, Tencent and published by the Pokemon Company. Um, Tencent that owns everything. And yeah. um, <laughs> it is a MOBA-style video game in the likes of something like Smite or League of Legends, except for with Pokemon. So you have a set amount of Pokemon that you get to use. You get to use your special skills. They evolve during battle, etc. And then you got to go across the map collecting points, deposit the points in the opposite team's um, uh thing whatever and then you you know who whichever team has the most points wins um that's that's essentially how the game goes for anyone who yeah. has not given it a, a play yet that's how it works so there are three different currencies in pokemon unite there are aos coins which is a currency that you earn for playing the game and from events capped at 2100 per week from battles there are aos tickets which you can earn through in-game events and aos gems a premium currency they can only be acquired by spending money so there are three different currencies the issue with this so far is that these stat boosting items um that are sold a lot of them require for you to purchase aos gems to be able to afford some of these items um, that's if you don't have enough currency, but because currency is capped at 2,100 per week, that means that you can only purchase a certain amount of special items every week and someone else who's actually spending money can buy more items like a potion, for example, and they would be able to heal themselves in battle while you can't afford anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, so that was the first issue uh, that people believe is going to make it pay to win because these items are going to enhance your character or your Pokemon in some way. They're not just cosmetics. So that's one of the first issues. The second issue um, relates to getting Pokemon licenses. This says much like other MOBAs, you have to pay to unlock characters. But Pokemon Unite makes the questionable decision to put a cap on earning AS coins, even where some of these Pokemon can get pretty pricey. They use Gengar for an example. Uh, you can get yourself a Gengar in just five weeks of playing and not spending any AS coins or you can spend $7.99 now that was the second issue um I think there's one more issue that I want to tack on here um let's just talk about those two for now so one thing I will say is that there are free login campaigns um and when you log in they do give you licenses and the licenses are what you need to use the different Pokemon um with the free login campaigns, I will say that I've been able to get, um, I've already gotten 8,000 of the gems, like in day one from just playing yesterday. That allowed me to buy Cinderace, which was stupid because I get him for free on day eight. But um, I think that, yes, it would take you that amount of time to buy Gengar if you were just collecting from the cap. But there seems to be, at least in the beginning of the game, there seems to be enough ways to get enough coins to be able to make this purchase. Like I could technically have bought Gengar had I not bought um, uh, Cinderace and it would not have taken me a, a, like uh, however many days it said. Like it would have taken me two days 
at max to be able to do that. Um, so well, uh, the, the thing with the items though, I completely understand. I think it's kind of trash to cap the amount that you can um, make as a free to play player. And it could be seen as um, microtransactions as pay to win. But what do you guys think? Do you think that this is technically pay to win? Do you not care because it's fucking Pokemon and it's like, who cares? Or do you think that this is a MOBA that's gonna last and it actually does matter? Um, do you think it's pay to win? How do you feel? Based on what I've played of it, and I'll keep it quick because I know we're running low on time, but um, based on what I've seen of it, um, the items can certainly make it easier for you, but I don't think it's a substitute for the actual skill in the game, in my opinion, based on what I've seen. If you're skilled in the game, it really doesn't matter the items. It'll just kind of like, like, I guess it would only really make a difference if it was like two people of like relatively equal skill level, but just based on the actual mechanics of the game, based on what I played, I don't think it's going to matter as much as it, I think that people are making it out to. It matters, but just not like in a huge way. Um, and as far as getting the Pokemon characters, I think because a lot of people aren't used to like playing like free to play, especially when it comes to Pokemon, they're not used to the idea of just like not having access to everything right off the bat. But I don't think the game is really even built upon you having every single character because you're not even going to use them all. It's very much almost like Killer Instinct in that regard, where Killer Instinct, you could just like, essentially get the game like in a rotating pass and then if you like the character you could purchase them in that regard which i thought was an interesting way to go about it pokemon unite is kind of the same you'll get some you know, some licenses for free and other ones if you really want it you can pay the currency for um i think it's just really going to depend on the individual player but i as, as far as me personally it doesn't really bother me too much like i think that like like it, it sucks that you have a cap i, I will say that does suck but i think you can still earn enough to get what you want at the end of the day so let me also add to this a bit of this uh, Reddit thread that says, uh, you can play for a bit and enjoy the game. It's extremely fun, etc. cetera. Uh, but the items, you'll quickly realize that those items uh, are tide turners. They increase your damage percentage, your movement speed, your healing output, and your healing receive, passive healing, and much more. So mm -hmm. if you are not spending money, you would essentially not be able to do all of those things once you're kept off. And that is kind of a big deal when you're playing against someone, no matter your skill, when you're playing against someone who can move faster than you and they can heal themselves. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, but also this, this, this Reddit thread also does mention that um, once the welcome campaign is done, it's going to get much harder because of the yeah. cap. And I should have realized that. And I, I, I did say that I could have gotten Gengar, but like, once this is done, there's no way I would wait five weeks to get Gengar. This is completely correct. So um, I don't know if that changes your opinion, but you can continue. Or Grayson, you can tell us how you feel about it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Brandon on some things where like, I don't, after playing for like a few hours so far, I don't, I don't ever feel like pushed to like spend a dollar or anything. I've been able to like unlock one or two of the, the Pokemon licenses in the shop. And then, and, and I do have a, several like, of um the holding the items that you can hold held items already and i have yeah, like same. two slots already so i and i've been upgrading them too so i can technically already heal myself and choose something that gives me extra speed or extra attack already so i don't i don't see like myself having a disadvantage uh in, in a large way i don't know I, I guess maybe when the introductory stuff ends it will get harder like you're saying and i'll, and I'll have a different opinion but for now i'm having fun with it and i don't like i, I don't like spending money in free games i had never bought Same. like i played like probably 20 30 hours of Fortnite. i've never spent a dollar never bought a battle pass like i don't care about cosmetics so i'm just kind of like 
playing until I kind of just they don't want to anymore. That pirate captain sin race. Some of us it. have learned yeah. our lessons, while others <laughs> are are ready to spend four hundred bucks on a gacha. So we'll see how yeah. that works. At least it's for not Gogeta, gotcha. bro. At least, at least you know. Super at least you get what you paid for. I'll say that much. Yeah, I I would have been inclined to agree with you guys until I found out that the items do all of that. I do feel like no matter like I can have the the fastest character, but if your Pokemon is going to move faster because of items that you purchase that I can't afford to purchase because I'm capped, kind of shitty. That's just you know. But I'm enjoying the game, so the truth is, the truth is, the only thing I would spend money on, I can't, which is the clothes. They won't even let me buy the fucking clothes. Like I don't care about buying items. I want to buy those cute ass clothes, and you can't purchase the clothes with real money. So I gotta play the game. Like it's like they know. They were like, the one thing people are gonna want is customization. You gotta play to get that. And I'm like, fuck, that's <laughs> like I just wanna, I just wanna buy it, and I can't. So I'm very sad. Um, anyway, it's about that time. So. Get so solemn so quickly. It's because I don't want. <laughs> someone just die. I don't want to end. I love talking to you guys. I could talk to you guys for another hour, but then people are gonna be like, "I'm a guy. Podcast is so long. Shut the fuck up." So I'm like, "Okay, well, you should." Anyway, good night, everybody. Good night, Bye. everyone. Bye. <laughs>